This is a Wild Gate Production Podcast. Welcome to the D&D World! Meet you by the art room door In a circle on the hallway floor I made up a new map last night It's got a dragon and a wizard fight Hello everybody and welcome to Save or Die Side Adventure 20. We're on our 20th side adventure and uh, today it is me, Carl, and I am joined by... Courtney. And we are going to talk about... North Texas RPG Con 2019. We both got to go and we had a great time. Yay! <laughs> so this is just be a short side adventure. We're, we don't, we're not going to do a full episode uh, recaps on cons, especially not uh, cons that the entire cast of hosts were not at. But um, we will do this side adventure to talk about North Texas, just like we did one for Gary Con. Uh, we love uh, North Texas. This, would, this was our third year going. Yes, so we started off going to North Texas three years ago. It was a surprise gift for Carl to get to go to uh, his first con. (laughs) Yeah, and so it kind of started off, I was like, I'm not going to make it awake this late at night to to really typically for anything. (laughs) I I was a little worried I was going to be grumpy and irritable and tired and sleepy and all that kind of good stuff. But, as most of you know, when you get involved in uh, RPG, it's it's kind of like watching a good movie, and you lose track of time, and you don't really care how late it is, and it was a great time. <laughs> and so now, we just completed our third North Texas RPG con, and had just as much fun this year as years past, and already planning for next year. So I'll tell this story, and I may get cut from the podcast, so this this might end up on the cutting room floor. But yeah, we had decided not to go to North Texas RPG Con the first time we went, um, just because of financial situations, um, and decided we weren't going to go. Uh, I had said, we had thought about it, and I said, you know, it's not that important. We can always go next year. Uh, and uh, Courtney's family... Um, bought us tickets uh and they're not gamers they don't they don't really know uh, a lot about this gaming nonsense that we get up to uh but uh that was just really endearing to me and and it's made north texas special to me all the more uh because of it and um you know the other thing i want to say about north texas is that I know about North Texas and uh, decided to go to North Texas because of this program here that you're listening to now. Uh, it's uh, something that has been uh, shouted from the the uh, uh, rooftops on this show, and that's something we'll continue to do because uh, Courtney and I both love it, and hopefully we can get Crispy to go to one soon. So we started off Thursday. Well, should I back up a little bit? <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, uh, the whole North Texas event this uh, uh, year for us changed drastically because at the uh, last minute, my dad decided he wanted to go. And um, so he was actually at our house Wednesday, and me and him were working on some RPG products. I have a small, and I mean very small, and I mean a, a, a very, very small uh, company called... 
Ordinary Human Games, and we were working on just some uh, uh, little uh, zine-sized, mini zine-sized fantasy RPG called Wizards and Heroes that I hope to have up for um, uh, download on Ordinary Human Games at drive-thru, and it's just a quick way to play. It's the way I play uh, you know, a old school D and D style game with kids where they can be anything they want to be from robots to aliens, to jelly beans, to whatever, you know, they imagine to be. So it's a very loose knit, uh, uh game master adjudication based system, but still has, I think, uh, quite a bit of, of, uh, uh an old school role playing game feel. So we worked on those Wednesday and got them all cut out and folded and then Thursday morning, we left for North Texas. Yep, so we made the quick, fairly quick, four and a half hour drive to Texas and got ready for our first game of the con, which was Stefan Corny's AD&D First Ed game, which is the highlight of my trip every year. I've actually managed to get in this game all three years in a row and we'll try and do that every year as long as I can as long as he's there as long as I'm there as long as I can figure out a way to get into the game I'll get there <laughs> it's awesome uh his Dwarven Forge scenery is just it's, you sit there in suspense as you wait to get to what he has mapped out for you and it gets unveiled and just to see what he's thought of and how he's thought to use the scenery in your game is always awesome every year and the highlight of my con every year yeah, Stefan's a fantastic uh, dungeon master. I, I have been able to game with him twice at North Texas uh, due to uh, just the high demand for Stefan Picorni games. I wasn't able to get into his game our second year, but I still stayed and watched the whole time. He's just a, a fantastic game master to, to watch uh, run the game. And uh, I got to play this year. I played uh, a character that I've been playing lately, Elder Yon the wizard and that was very exciting to me because he's he's so funny to play because he's such a trope he's just a stereotypical old confused wizard but but he's he's a ton of fun to play and i did not die but i did come out thankfully to two of my teammates drug me out as i was bound up in a spider web so i don't know how much longer i would have made it (laughs) but But technically still alive (laughs) nonetheless still alive and then uh, Friday, we got to play in a Swords and Wizardry Mithras Tower game. We uh, jump in on these. These are uh, a thing at North Texas, the Mithras Tower games, where it's kind of this ongoing Swords and Wizardry campaign. And they're they're disjointed but connected. And uh, you can end up with rather large groups as everybody jumps in them. And we, we've tended to select them because we just like the swords and wizardry system uh but the uh the we we never carry over our characters so we always end up making new characters for 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 whatever mithras tower session we end up in because uh, we forget to bring our character sheets back or keep them from last year yeah so this game was dm'd by douglas <laughs> and i'm pretty sure that's <laughs> Uh, you can you, you can fact fact check that with him, but I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce yeah. it. Just, uh, yeah, I think that's right. Uh, okay, um, it's French. French. It's French. With an A. Yeah, Zinsdorf <laughs> is French with an A. Um, so we were continuing a quest that had happened 
earlier that day or maybe the previous day. I'm not sure when they started it. <laughs> and we were to return this phylactery to the Golden Draculich. And we were, if we did that successfully, we were trusting that the Draculich was going to give us its hoard. Which I don't know that it's ever a good idea to trust a Draculich. But we decided that this was going to work out well for us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, uh, you know, it's a good Draculich, and I'm totally fine with that. I have good liches in my games, so that's fine. I can't judge. I can't judge. I have Rich the Lich, so he's good, as far as everybody knows. So far, so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, it was awesome to get to uh, uh, game with Douglas. Uh, I've known him online and uh, haven't got to game with him yet, so it was fantastic get to to play with him, uh, watch him be a dungeon master, and that's just something I I love to do, and I think uh, you can't be a good dungeon master without uh, every once in a while sitting on the other side of the dungeon master screen and playing a few games. So uh, it's always good to get to play and see how other people run the games and how they handle situations and learn from it. After that, I ran one of two Discos and Dragons games. Uh, I I ran one... Friday, and I ran another one the next day on Saturday. But the first one I ran, um, we uh, stayed mostly in the upper portion of the world of Avalon Hills Outdoor Survival, or AHOS, as I like to call it. And um, it is a, uh, I mean, I've talked about it on the show a couple times before. You probably know what it is, but it's a um, overland outdoor survival map populated with Monopoly buildings to represent dungeons and towns and they went to a few dungeons and ended up uh, combating a giant um, and uh, kind of kind of uh, risking it all on this giant if they could if they could uh, get the uh, treasure to free good King Gary uh, they had to uh, stop the giant and get its treasure to to pay the ransom. And uh, they did. They did. Uh, they had some casualty. But other than that, uh, you know, everything seemed to work out fine. We played it pretty safe through the whole game. Um, came close to not saving King Gary. But luckily at the very end, we did fight the big dragon. I mean, not dragon. Goodness. The big giant. And were successful and saved good King Gary in the end. I assume you don't want me to say anything about, like, the... The encounter itself. Yeah. No spoilers, Saber Die listeners. If you want to learn about the giant and and how or may, how or how not you may be able to beat him, you know, uh, play in my games. Um, <laughs> I do want to mention uh, it was great to get to play with uh, Chris Holmes again. He jumped into that Discos and Dragons game and uh, played once more as a uh, adventure, uh, traveling all over the world of Ahas, and that was just great. And the next day, we got to game with uh, Chris Holmes again as he ran uh, a combat system he had been working on uh, under the conceit of, of kind of like a superhero game. We were playing uh, uh, people at a costume party that eventually became uh, the people they were dressed as. So I ended up being Raphael, uh, the Ninja Turtle, uh, and uh, got some powers based on that and just to test out this combat system he's been working on, which was interesting. Uh, it was a roll-under mechanic where you took damage to your stats. And I think he's got something there. Um, so uh, hopefully he'll work more on that and uh, we'll see more from him on that system. It was a lot of fun to play. It was very interesting where you decided where to take your damage from. 
I guess the more you play it, the more you'll learn whether that's a good or a bad decision um, <laughs> on what you decided to take, which stat you decided to take your damage from. Um, another thing that was really cool was, at least in this scenario, at the beginning, you still remembered what you knew as, I guess, yourself your dressed in the costume. And also what you knew as the character. So like I was Wonder Woman. At the beginning of the the game, I still knew any like pop cultural references that I would know as Courtney, which unfortunately is not a whole lot because <laughs> I have a bad memory. But um, I also knew things that I would know as if I was Wonder Woman. Then as we kept going and going and going and going and got deeper into the game, I lost my memory as Courtney, so if by chance I knew something about what we were doing, um, I was supposed to act as if I didn't and only rely on what Wonder Woman would know. So that was a very interesting concept as well. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know that that would work overall for the system, but for this encounter we were playing, it was an interesting concept, especially seeing how we were at a costume party and then transformed into the character. So the other cool thing that I, well, at least I thought it was really cool, I think everybody did, was Chris took the time to make these cool little handcrafted superhero figures. And they were <laughs> awesome, I thought. Yeah, that was fantastic. I mean, it was, uh, he put his art out there on the table and uh, they were just uh, fantastic. And, uh, uh, you know, the most old school thing you can do is 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 make your own figures out of, out of what you can and what you have. And, and uh, I loved it. And we actually ran out of time to get to like the last big chunk of section that he had planned for us. And I'm kind of bummed that we didn't have time to finish it because I'm interested to see if what that room would have been like and what stats I chose to take away from if that would have affected the outcome of the room. So Saturday night, my last official game of the con that I was signed up for was a game system that Jared Nielsen is working on. Uh, he's with World of Game Design and a couple other companies. <laughs> he does a lot of stuff. It's hard. I mean, World of Game Design is like the, the, the tree. He's helped out yeah. a lot. Of, he's helped out a lot at um, Arkansas RPG Con. Uh, we think Jared is great. Uh, but yeah, World of Game Design, I think, is the main one. He does... Um, uh, he does a lot Dice of Fanatics too. Dice Fanatics and uh, Myth Horde and uh, I mean there's I mean there's too much to list. He's a busy guy, I think. <laughs> yeah, so um check out his stuff, but I was playing in a new system uh, that he's working on and it's uh Evolve RPG and it was pretty different from anything I've ever played in. As, as far as the style of play as well, um, but I really enjoyed it. Anyways, you get tokens, and then you get to apply them to different stat attributes, um, like physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, uh, those kind of things. And so you help develop your player by the things your player does, but by the things your character does. That's how you help create it and develop it into who they are. So it has a very fast um, startup from when the time you sit down to the time you start playing. Because there's not like stats to roll up. Because as you play and what your character does and what different areas you earn, you build your character that way based on your character's experiences and kind of create their story that way. So it allows you to jump right into gameplay from the beginning. 
I've never game with Jerry before, but he did a great job at keeping giving everybody a turn and keeping the story going and keeping up with what all was going on because it seemed a little crazy at first to me, uh, mainly because I, I was also learning the system. Uh, but he did a great job with the storyline and letting people try things that they wanted, even if it didn't really make sense. So it was it was a lot of fun, and it was a little different than some of the fantasy RPGs I've played before, but it was it was still a lot of fun, and it was really cool to get to try something new. While she was playing in Jared's game, I ran a second Discos and Dragons game, and this was the last game uh, for the con for me, Saturday night. Um, and I think my first Discos and Dragons game, I was kind of low energy, and that was not the case for my second one. I was all over the place and, and crazy and theatrical, as I usually am when I uh, Dungeon Master games. And I also got the uh, honor to game with Dizzy from the Wild Games Productions Discord server, uh, which was just fantastic. Dizzy and his wife joined us for that game, and they're, they were great to play with, and, and I had a great time running that game. They didn't go to the giant this time. They bypassed that entirely, but still delved some dungeons. They were a little less cautious than the first group and therefore had more casualties. But uh, the way the game runs is you just pull a new character sheet and we keep going. Um, so it was uh, great fun uh, running it uh, twice and kind of comparing and contrasting the two times to each other. Uh, and it you know helped me learn how to run it better in the future, which I will continue to do. And during my Saturday night game, just like at GaryCon, there was a tower on the board that was the Tower of Xenopus. And uh, Zach of the Xenopus Archives happened to be near my table when they decided to go there. So I walked up to him and asked if he wanted to uh, play Xenopus just for a little bit during my game. And he obliged my obnoxious and crazy request and came over and kind of co-DM'd for a little bit as Xenopus during that game, which was just uh, fantastic fun for me. So thank you, Zach, for agreeing to my uh, somewhat weird request to come in and uh, roleplay during my convention game. The last thing I wanted to say about my experience at North Texas is for everyone that came up to me and uh, talked to me about the podcast and how much they've enjoyed it and how much uh, they liked the show. Uh, you know, I, I didn't, uh, I don't want to say people's names on here because I'll either forget someone or maybe mention someone's name that didn't want to be mentioned on the show, which you know, I didn't, I didn't ask anybody their thoughts on that. So, but to everybody that did come up to me and say that they enjoyed the show, uh, or that they, uh, like what we're doing, it just means the world to me. Uh, uh, thank you so much for the feedback and thank you for listening and continuing to listen to Save or Die. Yes, we definitely appreciate it. We love meeting everybody. Definitely at any con we're at, just say, hey, like the show. Hey, I guess if you don't like the show, you can tell us that too. <laughs> um, it's true. <laughs> we might cry. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we love meeting everybody. That was, that's that's awesome. It's it's tons of fun, and, and it's it's great to see who's out there listening. Like Carl said, his dad came to North Texas this year for the first time. And as what I think happens to most people that come to North Texas RPG Con, if you can get them there once, they're hooked because it's a great environment, a great community of people, and a whole lot of fun. So I'm thinking he'll be back uh, hopefully next year. Yeah, we're planning a high old takeover. All, all of us are coming over and, and taking over the con. You're going to have a, a slew of us next year. This is the tip of the iceberg, North Texas. You've been warned. <laughs> We're all just as weird as I am. <laughs> and 
Don't don't kid. It'll be a slow <laughs> evolution. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> but eventually they'll all be there. <laughs> well, um, I guess the last thing is just to say thanks to Mike and Doug for North Texas and uh, we'll see you next year. Peace out, Cub Scouts. <laughs> The Savor Die Podcast is a production of Wild Games Production, and it's produced for entertainment purposes only. The music used in the intro and outro is by Tripod and used with permission. Be sure to visit the Savor Die crew at saverdie.info for more information. If you'd like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash WGP. Change all the rules to the game from what they were